Hey there! Welcome to Well Dukes. This podcast is brought to you by UREC Health Promotion. Tune in every other Wednesday for conversations that we hope challenge what you know, think, or do in regard to your own health and wellness and helps you be Well Dukes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Dukes podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Shutt, and today we are joined with Candice. Candice, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Candice Brendler. I use she or they pronouns, and I am a graduate assistant for the Adventure and Team programs at UREC here at JMU. Yes, so we're so excited to have you on today. We're going to be talking about nature as self-care, which is kind of a pretty unique topic. We did talk about meditation earlier in the year, but we're going to kind of go a little deeper into something that's a little more specific that also can have meditation as a nice pairing. So we're really excited to talk with you about it today. So at number one, we're going to talk about overall, if you could just give an idea of the importance of self-care and what it means both to other people and to you. And yeah. Oh gosh. Self-care has so many layers to it. And I think it just depends on the person and where they are, what they need. Some people like for me, my self-care involves making sure I get enough sleep. Um, Sleep is so important. I also, for me, prioritize uh, having a certain um, food regimen that's like to me makes my gut feel good. So I don't want to say it's like a healthy diet because I think for me might be different for someone else and everybody's a bit different, but just like, you know, taking care of those basic needs, like, are you getting the right foods? Are you getting the right amount of sleep? Are you feeling stressed because of certain things in your routine and what kind of adjustments can you make so that you're not having base levels of anxiety every day, just, um, just there's so much we can do that I think, especially when we're busy with school and work, and especially towards the time of year where we're having exams at school, just sometimes our self-care just gets um, pushed to the back burner and we just forget a little bit about it. And we have to find ways to continue to schedule that in and prioritize it just so that we can make sure we're the best versions of ourselves. And it's so hard, but we, you know, we got to do what we can. And even if it's little things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so we're kind of, kind of get started at number two here. So um, what is nature's self-care and like, how did you learn about it? And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it. (laughs) Okay. So this past summer, as part of one of my, Uh, grad school requirements, I needed to do an internship. And so I had my internship at West Virginia University, where they have a really great adventure program and a really great first year outdoor orientation program. And as part of their uh, welcome week, they also have their student trip leaders leading a nature as self-care workshop for the incoming freshmen. And I just wanted to know more about that. And I attended a workshop on nature is self-care and the program coordinator gave me the curriculum for it and she walked me through how to do it and so I it's just so important because it's it was developed 
as a collaboration with her and a student who I think was going to um, working or getting certified to work in the counseling center and there's a lot of science backing the techniques used in this workshop. And so, all right, so that's how I came to learn about it. The Nature of as Self-Care Workshop, it's a series of activities that help you recognize the value of slowing down and connecting with nature. And like I said, there's science-backed ba- um, self-care techniques. There's also um, so a couple self-care techniques we might use our breathing or grounding techniques, and then just these different activities that just help us slow down and connect with nature. And um, just really great opportunity to be outside and and de-stress and and just be also with other people who value that. And and maybe for some people you don't know if you value that and it's worth trying it once just to see you feel afterwards because a lot of people I've talked to really are surprised at how relaxed they are afterwards. So aside from people just enjoying this nature as self-care, there's also quite a few benefits of it. So starting us out at number three, could you kind of discuss the benefits of nature as self-care? There are so many benefits to being out in nature. Um, And this list I'm going to read off is all science backed. So we've got we've increased brain function, which includes better memory you get a relaxed mental state. It also reduces your stress, um, increases our happiness, decreases our anger. It reduces fatigue. It also reduces anxiety. It reduces feelings of sadness and it helps to increase energy. You also, there's been science that show that there's better performance on tests if you spend time in nature, Um, increased attention span, increased emotional well-being, decreased symptoms of attention deficit disorders or hyperactivity disorders, improved health-related qualities of life, including like blood pressure or diabetes risk, and just increased resilience overall and overall mental health. Uh, There's so much um, great science backing up the benefits of being out in nature. And, um, and of course, there's um, benefits of increased vitamin D because of the sun and fitness if you're being active. So these are all just, um, just really great things that that being out in nature can provide. Absolutely. So when we're looking at number four, I'd like to kind of talk about one, a few different ways that you recommend to practice, and then like a, just a few other ideas and other ways that people practice nature as self-care. Absolutely. So I think what I'd like to talk about are just a few of the activities that we do, and then I'll talk about some of the self-care techniques. So some of the activities we'll do include Um, an activity that's called what's in motion, where you're looking around at your surroundings and just looking for motion and movement, what's moving quickly, slowly. Maybe you're seeing leaves moving on a tree from the wind. Maybe you're seeing a butterfly going past you, but just like slowing down and just uh, making those observations. 
Another activity is looking for different patterns and forms that you may see in nature. Sometimes you may zoom in on the bark of a tree or um, just the blades of grass. There's a lot of different things. Also looking for textures and touching all of the textures in nature, given that they're not going to hurt you. That's <laughs> fun. Um, you know, and also making sure you know what poison ivy looks like and don't go for that one. Um, another one that I really love is, um, and I was just listening to another podcast that reaffirmed why this is an amazing activity. It's called Wander and Wonder. And you're basically finding um, your curiosity and and exploring a spot in nature as if you were the most curious um, time of your life and just looking at things with this open lens. And, and this also could involve like playing with natural materials that you're finding just but just like finding that level of curiosity in your body and just going for it without judgment and and challenging yourself to do that because a lot of times we find it as as we get older we feel there's a lot of societal pressure to act a certain way and i i think what i really appreciate about this workshop is there's a lot of um, reminders that this is you know, you are invited to participate to the level that you feel comfortable, but we would like you to, to challenge yourselves to really like delve into these activities in, in a non-judgment zone. Absolutely. So would you like to walk us through one of those practices? Well, I'd like to tell you about um, the self-care techniques. So the way they work our body has the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. That's like our fight or flight response where, um, which stems from once upon a time we would see a predator and our heart would start racing and we would start our, 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 our lung, we'd start breathing a lot faster and, and literally it's so that our, run far away really quickly and um and now that gets triggered by things like getting ready to take a test or you know driving in traffic all these things that are that that sympathetic fight or flight response that really increases our heart rate and our breathing rate and feel anxious and sweaty and so our parasympathetic nervous system that's what we want to kick in and that's what these self-care techniques help to kick in is our parasympathetic response which helps to reduce our heart rate and to reduce our breathing rate and we um the parasympathetic response is also known as like the rest and digest functions of our body and so um our normal breathing rate is about 12 to 20 breaths per minute as adults and the, this first activity I'm going to walk us through is a paced breathing activity. Some people might know it as boxed breathing and may have some other names. And so um, the way it works is it helps to reduce our breathing rate down from 12 to 20 breaths per minute to closer to five to seven breaths per minute. And I'll walk us through a series of, we'll inhale and we'll spend four seconds drawing in that inhale, then we'll hold it for four seconds, then we'll exhale for four seconds, and then we'll hold that for four seconds, and then we'll repeat. 
okay, we're going to do four cycles of that. And okay, so you can be, make sure as long as you're not driving, you know, or, and even if you are driving, just make sure you have your eyes open. <laughs> everyone else, you're in a safe place, you know, either eyes open or closed, whatever you feel more comfortable. You could be um, cross-legged or sitting on the floor or standing, whatever feels comfortable to you. And so um, go ahead and I'll walk us through. So let's take a nice deep breath and inhale for four seconds. One, two, three, four, and hold. Two, three, four, and exhale. Two, three, four, and hold. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. How are you feeling, Lauren? My asthma loves it so much. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that you and everyone following along are, are, are feeling calm or less anxious. And um, so that's something that I really like to do because you can just do it at your own time where it's, it's just a, it's a great breathing practice that um, if you're recognizing that you're feeling anxious Take a moment and walk yourself through that. And you don't have to say it out loud. No one has to know you're doing it. So it can be really discreet. And um, the other technique I wanted to talk about is a sensory grounding technique. And what that does is it engages our, um, our se different senses, which can help distract us from things that are bothering us from the, the past or from the future. And just um, bring us back to the present. And so um, imagining you're outside, maybe you are outside while you're listening to this, or um, maybe see different textures and, and things and different, um, different things from where you are right now. But um, so you can do this inside or outside, but I really value doing this activity outside. And, um, and as a former science teacher, I don't tend to engage the sense of taste in different random environments. So we're going to leave that sense out of this. Um, but so in your environment, um, one thing you can do is you can identify four different colors. And if you're outside, I really like looking for four different shades of green really fun, a fun challenge. So that's one sense. So identifying four different colors or outside four shades of green. Three distinct textures. 
and it's always fun to try and touch them. Um, two distinct sounds and one smell. And taking a few minutes, and again, this is another activity that's very discreet. You do not need to broadcast that you're doing this. You can do this in any environment where you're having a moment that you need to just chill out and, um, and use this to help ground you in this present moment and, and take your time in finding those different textures or, or colors or sounds and smells just to help you, but just be a little more present. And, and it's, it's definitely doable inside, but it's really fun outside. Yeah, I feel like getting outside to do something like that is a lot better. I think like the places that we're inside are usually the normal places we're inside and outside something's always a little different. So I definitely challenge people to do that. So that brings us really nicely into number five, which is our resources. So where can we get outside around Harrisonburg? Where can we get outside just about everywhere? We have some really great options around here. So one of the things I really value about nature and self-care is you you don't have to go far to find nature. And even if it's just in your front yard, if you have a front yard, and I know that during COVID, that was hard for a lot of people who lived in apartment buildings. They didn't necessarily have front yards, and that was really um, really hard for a lot of people. So here at JNU, there's definitely a lot of green space. And we're really lucky to have that. So just even being on the quad, going to the Arboretum is an amazing resource. Uh, the adventure program at UREC, we offer trips. Uh, um, some of those trips come at a fee, so um, not always available depending on your, um, your availability to pay. But the fees are um, usually pretty low. But if you're not able to afford a trip, even just going to the Arboretum is an amazing place to go on campus. We have a couple really nice parks in Harrisonburg. Purcell Park is really close to campus. It's like a five or 10 minute walk from campus, uh, just on the other side of Port Republic. And Hillendale Park is, I think it's about a 20 minute bike ride. There's lots of nice trails there. And then the George Washington National Forest is not far. It's it's a bit of a drive, but it's just to our west, but it's a free place to go and explore. And to our east, Shenandoah National Park does have an entrance fee, but is an amazing place to go. It's one of our national parks in this country, and it's it's, it's a national park because it's beautiful. So, um, But even if you don't have time, resources to go to the national park. There's so many great places that are free and close to closer to home. Absolutely. And we also have opportunities at UREC to even rent out adventure gear and have a little more of a self-care journey and camping. So I definitely encourage anybody, it will be in our resources on this podcast to link to the Adventure Center we have a lot of great resources through UREC specifically. Absolutely. And then also on campus, if you're if you're needing self-care, the counseling center is also always a great option. So um, lots of lots of important resources that we've got going on here just at JMU. Absolutely. Well, 
We're going to close out there. And Candace, thank you so much for joining us today. We really enjoyed this really unique topic that not a lot of people think about. So thank you for being on with us today. And closing out, we just want to remind you to follow JMU UREC on all our social media platforms and stay up to date on all things Well Dukes and all things UREC. And as always, be well, Dukes. Thank you.